everybody, and welcome to the Intuitive Activist Podcast. I'm Leilani, your host, and today is a solo episode. I haven't done a solo episode, like truly solo, without channeling source and whatnot since the first ever episode. And this is actually going to be our season one ender, so it seems appropriate that we're closing it out with an episode with just me. First of all, I just want to express so much gratitude for you all. This community has been incredible. I cannot even believe the places that this podcast has gone. I I look every now and then at the places that people are listening to the podcast. I mean, we have folks in Europe and Asia, and it's it just feels very, very wild. It's been a wild ride. And so first, I just want to spend a moment just thanking you all for being here and for allowing me to have this space with you. It's not lost on me how incredible that is. So thank you. Thank you. Gosh, so much gratitude today. I have a big a big thing happening. And by the time you listen to this, it will be the day of my book release, Paradox of the Water Bearer, available July 30th. And so that has really been weighing heavily on me, just kind of doing the last minute preparations for my book release, which will be a virtual book release. And if you want to attend, I would love to see you there. You'll find all the deets on my Instagram page, or you can go straight to the website, shamanleilani.com slash book. And yeah, all of all of the things. And what is striking me in this moment is just how much work it is <laughs> to, to live into our creative purpose. You know, as I sit here and reflect on this journey of mine. So I started down this path and this is where my book starts. Chapter one, meeting Josette, who you all have heard from because she was on the episode or on the podcast very early on. Meeting Josette was one of the big pivotal moments for me stepping out on this path. And it's where my story begins in my book. And when I think back on that moment of that choice that I had to say yes to leaning into my spiritual journey the way that I have, it it was a question from Josette around an offering that she has. And the offering itself is, it feels like a little bit less, um, for me anyway, it was a little bit less important what the offering was. It was more symbolic of my saying yes to stepping onto my spiritual path and really living a life of creative purpose, living into my creative purpose. At the time that I met Josette in August of 2020, I was plugging away at a corporate role that was, you know, it was good. It was fine. You know, when we we think about the lives that we have and we very often, or I know I did, I was so good at convincing myself that things are fine, that things are good, that things aren't quote unquote that bad, 
right? And we kind of plug away at our lives just thinking it's not that bad. Why rock the boat? And that's how I felt in my marriage. You know, as much as I sit in gratitude now for the ways that my ex and I have been able to co-parent and find ways to just be even better friends than when we were married. Um, I have so much gratitude. And yet when we were married back in August of 2020, it was, again, it was fine. It was manageable. We were doing all of the things, you know, kind of plugging away at work, both of us working in jobs that, you know, were good and fine. And for a lot of people, that is, that is okay. And for me, I couldn't do it any longer without feeling as though I wasn't honoring my whole purpose, my whole spirit. And so when I met Josette LeBlanc and had this realization of, okay, I have these gifts. I am definitely a channel of some sort, a medium of some sort. It was very early in that discovery of my gifts when Josette posed that question of, well, what about this other offering? I, I don't mean to sell it or push it on you. And she was very, <laughs> very kind in the ways that she talked about it. But there was something bubbling up inside of me that was just dying to say yes to whatever was next. And it just so happened to be in the form of this offering of Josette's. And, and again, this is where my book begins with my spiritual journey. And, and I think that... Why this feels important is because we go through our lives having these decision points that arise every so often. And if we're not paying attention, we will miss them. I think that that is the, the thing that is really coming through right now. The message that's really coming through right now is we have these collections of decision points where we get to say yes to what our soul is craving, or we can say no and continue down the same path that we've been walking. And again, there's no judgment on, on either path because I think that a lot of people live very fulfilled lives walking down that path that is safe. I am not negating any of that. And I know for myself, as I was looking at the life that I had created and the life that I had a full hand in, I don't, I don't blame anybody outside of myself for the life that I had found myself in. And I knew that in order for me to continue to feel good about the ways that I was showing up in my life, I had to say yes to something else, to something more than what I was doing in that moment. And so I guess the question that's coming through, I didn't know I was going to be posing questions to you all, but here it is. The question is, are you living into your spiritual purpose? Are you saying yes when those decision points come forward? Are you saying yes to what your soul is craving? 
Are you saying yes to stepping perhaps into some unknown, but some unknown that is honoring your spirit? And again, there's no judgment because there is so much learning with whatever path you take. And yet, I have a pretty strong feeling that if you found yourself here, that you are seeking. And what would it look like for you to say yes to whatever unknown is presenting itself to you today? And it is fucking terrifying. I'm just, I'm just going to say it. It is so terrifying to say yes. What that decision point did for me <laughs> and my yes was that it completely opened up my spiritual gifts. Quite literally, not even overnight. It was later that evening I was sending Josette voice messages and telling her, like, I feel as though I am completely tapped into the spiritual realm right now. Like, my gifts blew open. And I was seeing things and hearing things. And it was really, really wild. And I did not know what to do with it. And it also gave me a ton of information about, particularly in the moment, in that moment, it was about how I was utilizing my gifts in the work that I was doing. Because what I know about myself is that I am kind of a workhorse when it comes to spiritual work to the point where I, it is very uncomfortable for me to say no to source or spirit. When there is an ask, it's much easier for me to say yes than it is for me to say no. And so as I was evaluating my spiritual gifts and the work that I was doing in the world, there was a complete misalignment complete misalignment. And that's the moment I started writing. (laughs) I was getting all of these messages and I was recording them, these intuitive, spiritual channeled messages. And I just kept hearing and I had been wanting to write, to write my book for, I mean, really my whole life, but I, but really strongly a few months before this all happened. And so finally, it was just crystal clear to me that in order for me to honor my spiritual gifts, I had to honor my creative purpose, which was writing. And again, like I at the time was in this corporate role, I was juggling both, I was spending hours, you know, hours on end in my corporate role, and then turning around and spending hours writing my book. I mean, it was this giant juggle. So when it came time to really begin to evaluate the work that I was doing, like where I was spending most of my time was in this corporate role, doing activities that weren't completely soul-sucking, working for people who were really wonderful, actually, and yet it was still not enough. Like I needed more. I needed more expression of my gifts, and I quit my job. (laughs) I quit my corporate role. I took a voluntary layoff and got a few months of severance. And again, it was another yes. 
I had an opportunity to stay on. I mean, my job at the time wasn't really in jeopardy. It's not like I was getting a layoff notice or anything like that. I could have stayed. And instead, I took this giant leap of faith and listened to the, the universe who was very clearly directing me to leave my corporate role and to focus on more creative pursuits. It was, again, it was easier for me to just say yes to the universe and allow this really nebulous unknown to begin to materialize before my eyes. Something that we don't really talk about in the spiritual community, I feel like, is how difficult it actually is to make that leap. Even for somebody who is, quote unquote, as brave, it's kind of annoying like how people are like, oh my gosh, but you're so brave, you're so brave. And it's like, okay, just because I say yes doesn't mean that it's not fucking terrifying, right? Like the fear is always there. I just kind of plow through it. That's how I've been like doing most of my yeses has, has been very often kind of like close your eyes and run forward kind of a thing. It's like, I see the fear. It's terrifying. I'm going to do it. I've just recently begun really facing my fears, like really, really facing my fears and diving deep into my shadows. That's book two, y'all. But at the time, it was like, okay, source, the universe is saying to do this thing. I'm going to say yes. And I am just going to hope for the best because the universe has never let me down. Ever. Every time I've said yes to what has very clearly been a source-led message, I've always been provided for. And so... In that regard, I said yes. And I, you know, did some consulting work to make ends meet, but really chose my book, chose to focus on the book, chose to focus on the podcast. And now I'm in a space where I'm really, really embracing my creative purpose. And that couldn't have happened without saying yes. And again, For those of you that are interested, again, my book outlines this entire process and a lot of the universal truths that came through in that very high message, (laughs) like lots of messages came through in that time frame. And if you're interested, I would love to have you read my story about this. It's, It's hard. What's sitting with me today as I'm reflecting on all of this and seeing this, my book release on the horizon, it's literally, you know, at the time I'm recording this, it's days away. By the time you listen to this, it will be the day of. And I think that what I'm really sitting with today is just how hard transformation can be and how much is required to let go of to release, to allow, to evolve. I think of relationships that have been a staple for me for so long, (laughs) so long, years and years on end, and 
they've shifted or fallen away. And I think the message that's coming through right now as I like feel like I'm choking back emotion is what is required to let go of in service of living into our spiritual truth. It's lonely. It's a really, really lonely journey to say, okay, source, I hear you and I trust you and I'm going to completely uproot my life, leave my corporate job, leave my husband, do all of these things because they haven't been serving me, let go of relationships that I thought would stand every single test of time in every trial and tribulation. And as I stand here looking at what I've created and what I've left behind in my wake, I talk about this in my book. It's a very central theme in my book of what is required in order to live into our spiritual purpose. And a lot of times that's destruction. Destroying the ways that we've curated and crafted our lives. Sometimes letting go of relationships, grieving relationships. And I don't say all of this to deter you (laughs) from walking your spiritual path. I say all of this because I want you to know I see you. A lot of you, many of you who are listening to this episode right now are in the storm. You're seeing relationships fall away. You're saying yes to your divine purpose and finding that transformation comes with pain and sorrow and grief and evolutions of relationships and situations and jobs. It's not comfortable. And yet you continue to say yes. We continue to say yes, because we know that on the other side of all of this heartache, on the other side of all of this transformation, I I talk about this in some of my poetry on my social media accounts, the butterfly in the cocoon. We always tend to, and what's interesting is I was just in a, one of my shaman courses today and we talked about butterfly medicine. We talk a lot about butterflies as if like, oh, it's so beautiful. And we don't honor a lot of times the, the pain of being in the cocoon, of being in a space of transformation and change and how solitary that is. Like butterflies can't bring people like other butterflies with them. Like you have to do it on your own. And I think that what's sitting with me today as I'm reflecting on how beautiful and difficult this journey, this spiritual journey of mine has been, I think I'm also honoring all of the ways in which it's been really hard. I'm reminded of, you know, those really cliche I don't know, like when people talk about social media and it's like, oh, don't compare your 
day to day or whatever with somebody else's highlight reel that they see on social media. It's kind of similar to that. I think, you know, by the time we're quote unquote, like coming out with whatever it is, like I'm coming out with my book on the 30th, on July 30th. And it's like, okay, a lot of people are seeing the celebration in that. That's an amazing feat. It's an incredible thing to have done. And there's so much that went into it, especially my story, the way that I tell my story. It's incredibly personal and detailed. And I was just talking to a friend today who was just saying what a gift it is to birth something that's so deeply personal and heart-wrenching and joyous and all of the things, right? And yet a lot of people will just see, oh, Leilani wrote a book, you know, that's really cool. And that's a big, that's a big accomplishment and all of that. And what I'm feeling really called to honor in this moment is not just mine, but just the collective, this notion of honoring what is required for us to truly step into who we're meant to be. It's really, really hard. And I just want you to know that I see you. So as I continue to think through this process of birthing this book, saying yes to my creative purpose, leaning into what I know is my spiritual purpose, my my highest calling here in this dimension, in this realm, in this human life of mine, I think about the ways that I've said yes along the way. So leaving my corporate role, leaving my husband and then coming back to the table, both of us having a very mutual decision to walk away, which was a blessing and a relief that I think that we both came to that realization. It made it so much more pleasant and so much easier to to just find ways to co-parent our toddler son together. And then I think about continuing to make myself seen. That's the theme that's emerging next is as I let go of these aspects of myself that were no longer a part of my journey, I kind of let them shed away. And as I'm saying that, I'm seeing dead skin the same way that a snake would shed its skin. And there's this like new growth underneath, right? And so... I was kind of trying on this new skin and like it was a little uncomfortable and a little too taut and I didn't know exactly what was next, but what I did feel very strongly coming through in those moments was that I had spent so much of my life feeling unseen. And again, I don't blame others for that. It was definitely a lesson that I had to learn to allow myself to be seen. And so I was stepping into this new year into 2021 with this notion of, okay, where have I been making myself small, whether that's in, in terms of my spiritual gifts or really anything. And I stepped into very almost unintentionally into my self-love journey. So it's kind of interesting that these notions of being seen and allowing myself to be seen as my whole self went hand in hand with allowing myself 
the love that I deserved from a very internal place. And it wasn't something that I had ever allowed myself to explore or that I, or perhaps I didn't have the capacity to explore that. And so early this year, January of 2021, really going down that self-love journey and a lot of times, again, feeling really defeated because I thought I knew what it meant to love myself. And yet, as I started down that path, I began to realize very quickly that I didn't know how to do it. I mean, again, I know how to take care of myself. I know what self-care looks like. And yet that is such a small piece of the puzzle when it comes to true divine self-love. And so earlier this year, there were a lot of, a lot of months on end, it felt like, of exploring what that meant. And as a shaman, what really rose to the surface was evaluating and facing my shadows. And I am... (laughs) I am a light worker. I exist in the light. I'm comfortable in the light. I bathe in the light to the point where I have been afraid of the dark most of my life. Physically dark (laughs) spaces and, you know, symbolic dark. Like I, I have just always been afraid of the, the dark. And that was really my first lesson in self-love is how do I become comfortable in the dark and specifically in my own darkness? Because what I recognized and what I learned in these shamanic shadow journeys, which really just means evaluating the places where I felt not enough, you know, and really being curious about them and sourcing from my ancestors and the messages that I'm, I was getting and really being intentional about the ways that I interacted with the parts of myself that felt unlovable. And just real tea, <laughs> it was really hard. Probably some of the hardest work that I've ever had to do spiritually or otherwise was going into the depths of my darkest, darkest places internally and saying, you are worthy of love and belonging and saying, I see you and I know that you can seem scary at times and yet I love you. And what I realized is the more I was able to love the parts of myself that I felt were broken and unlovable the more I was able to love those around me and stay out of judgment. So the question that's coming forward today around this is, what are the parts of yourself that you've been too afraid to evaluate and examine? And even as I say that, I feel like I feel so many of you listening to this just get a giant pit in your stomach or just have your stomach drop. I don't know why it's all stomach, but it's like, that is information. What are the parts of yourself that you're afraid to look at and the parts of yourself that you feel are the most unworthy of love? Because those are the parts of yourself 
that deserve your love. Those are the parts of yourself that are trying so hard to just be seen, to just be noticed. And if you take a moment to just be curious and see what it is that these parts of yourself have to tell you, to teach you, to show you, I guarantee you'll come away from that feeling a little bit more loving of yourself if you're able to stay in that space, to be open, to not shut down, and to not cut off from those parts of yourself. And I say that with so much love and admiration because it is really hard work. I know. (laughs) Spent most of this year in shadow work, so I know how incredibly hard it is to do that. I, I don't say that lightly. And yet these are the parts of yourself that need the most attention right now and need the most love. So how can you simply get out of your own way And let your spirit, let your soul give those parts of yourself exactly what it needs. This divine love that is simply trying to move through you. Hmm, It's hard, my friends, and we are certainly enough. And we can do these things as hard as they may be. So as I, (laughs) again, coming back to the book release, because that's really why a lot of this was dredged up for me is there is so much shadow in birthing something as big as this book. So what could it look like for you to begin to confront your shadows? I know I have a lot of shadows that I've been working through. There's so many. What could it look like to refuse to run from the shadows and begin to confront them? And treat them with the same loving kindness and respect that you would an old friend. How would that shift your reality today and your path? So as I wrap up this episode, I'm so, so grateful to have had this time with you. The last thing that I will say is about balance. These journeys of ours, these spiritual journeys, these awakenings, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And what I'm being reminded of right now in this moment, I'm sure, no doubt, from my guides or source, is the importance of balance. So what is it that needs to be brought into balance as you continue to evaluate your own spiritual journey. For me, it's easy. (laughs) I need to play. I get so serious (laughs) about my spiritual journey that I forget to just enjoy and savor and play and roam and just not have an agenda. And so for me, it's, you know, I'm very ritualed. I'm very much a shaman in a lot of ways of get up, you know, kind of do my get ready thing, meditate, connect with source, and then exercise, and then continue to do the work. 
And then before I know it, it's my evening ritual and evening meditation. And I take, I do my protections and my Epsom salt bath, which I have to do every night to like release energy. And then it's like bedtime and I do it all over again. And the message that has been coming through so strongly from source lately is I know this is life and death and I need you to chill out a little bit. (laughs) I need you to play and I need you to enjoy yourself because what is life and death without joy? What is life and death without levity and laughter and play and savoring? So the question I want to leave you with is how can you begin to bring some balance into your life? Because I can almost guarantee if you take your spiritual journey as seriously as I do, (laughs) it's probably been a while since you did something that was just for you and with no particular agenda or purpose in mind. So again, just want to thank you all for being here and witnessing my journey and listening to my story today. I am so grateful and I don't think I could even put into words how incredible this community has been to me. If you would like to connect with me, I would love to hear from you. You can find me at my website, shamanleilani.com, or on all the socials at shamanleilani. But for now, be still, my friends, and live into your impact. So good to chat with you today. Thank you for being here with me on my journey and we will see you in season two.